On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we break down the heavyweight fight of our lifetimes. Joe Joyce versus Zilhai Zhang. We will also talk about what happened last weekend. Sebastian Fundora lost. Uh, Bam Rodriguez won. Uh, Shakur Stevenson won. And he also called out Devin Haney. Uh, a little top five list at 154. And yeah, that's about it. Let's go. Let's talk boxing. Everybody, welcome into another episode of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canerville. He is the former 140-pound champion of the world, Chris Algieri. How are you, Chris? How are you feeling? Like, love the Yankee hat. Thank you, thank you. I'm feeling a little rough today. I think uh, I think I got a little bit of a cold when I was going to San Antonio for the BAM fight this weekend, so feeling a little rough. You drinking that Riverwalk water again? Man, I wish I had more time in the Riverwalk. I think it was just the traveling back and forth. You know, it was a quick trip. It was like in and out, and it was just too much time on a plane. Did you? I did. I saw the 5K photos. They have like graphics now for it. I zoomed in, didn't see you. Where were you? Yeah, I didn't do it. I told you, <laughs> I, I was really in and out. I got in pretty late on Friday, and it was in the morning. And, uh, yeah, I had, I had some more studying to do before the, the actual show. There you go. I wanted to see you dust Eddie Hearn. And well, in June, I, I was I was told by everyone I have to do it. So I was like, all right, I'm doing in June, I'll do it and I'll smoke everybody. Do you feel pressure to win the whole thing? No, I know I won't. I definitely won't. OK, 5K won't. is 5K is dude. When people who run and run like for real, forget it. I've, I've been beaten on with guys who are pushing baby strollers in 5Ks because the people but, who run are just they're just different. It's a different level. But who runs at Matchroom? Not Rooney. Oh, no, but I mean, Frank I think Smith? other people run too, right? Oh, this fighter, Alicia it... Bumgarner, was in it. Oh, okay. Oh, so if it is just the crew, yeah, I'll probably win. Shackle, I don't know if Shackle did it. He, I think Shackle no, he did, did. Do it. He, he did. Yeah, he did. He's pretty fit. All right. But they had some local fighters run too, and there was like apparently some young kids who like smoked everybody. <laughs> oh, what man. I heard. It's getting bigger and bigger. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, got a lot to talk about. We will break down this past weekend that we saw. Awesome weekend of fights. Jeez. Uh, some shocking stuff like Fondora getting knocked out. Uh, Marlon Tapales upsetting uh, Akhmedaliov. That was nuts. Uh, but first, I, I just saw this come across the uh, newswire. Um, Dimitri Bivol says that he will only fight Canelo Alvarez in a rematch if it's at 168 for all of Canelo's belts. I mean, this isn't exactly like brand breaking news. I think he said this before, but he's pretty steadfast on it. This kind of changes that fight, in my opinion. It changes the perception of it, makes it a little more interesting. Because when Canelo jumped up to 175, his obviously his 168 belts were not on the line. Yes, his reputation was on the line and his standing as a pound-for-pound pound great, but he went he can go back down to 168 and still defend all those titles. Now, Bivol says, yeah. you know what? No. This has got to be a 168 for all your belts. Like, like, let's do it. Let's do it here. I'll call your bluff. I think that's one calling the bluff. I think he's. I think Bibble is upset about all the the talking that has been done about the fight and how Canelo was saying he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't take him that seriously. I moved up in weight, yeah, a lot of things like that. And then, but Bibble, I mean, I, I again, I told you, I've been opposite corner of Bibble. I was there at the weigh-in. I was working with Sullivan Brer when he when he challenged for his world title. Bibble can make sixty-eight, and he's not a big seventy-five pounder. He came in. He, got, he usually comes in underweight anyway. Doesn't look like he really cuts any weight. 68's not that far for guys outside, so he, uh, he could do it. But I don't know. I think this is the reason that the fight doesn't happen, though. 
Really? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't see it happen at sixty-eight. I. I think Why that. Not? Canelo has a lot of good. Fi- I mean, he's got Benavides. He has to deal with Benavides now, so he's got that at sixty-eight. Well, you know, I don't think he wants to risk the titles at sixty-eight against Bivol, a guy who stylistically is a is all wrong for him, oh, and he's miss out on the, the the Benavides, which is a massive, massive fight. Canelo Probably will sell much better than Bivol. Oh yeah, yeah, we went over that before for sure. But Canelo's kind of painted himself into a corner here. He's pretty like steadfast, like I'm fighting Ryder in May, and in September I want Bivol. And I thought it was would be kind of lame if it went down at 168 by Canelo's request. It's like, all right, you can't beat the guy at 175, so now you're going to take him on mm-hmm. at 168. But the fact that now Bivol is calling, calling for it changes it a little bit. Um, I think it does happen. And I think it does happen at 168. And I think that Canelo has backed himself into a corner. And this is what he has to, to do now. I mean, the Benavides fight will always be there. Um Granted, he keeps winning. And I think he will because I think he's the number two guy at 168. It's interesting. It's fun. Um, gives it a little different wrinkle. But okay, we'll see what Canelo does. 168, it's interesting because then Bivol would be the wants to make history because he'd be the undisputed champion at 168, and then he would be a unified champion at 175 at the same time. Now we're talking. Obviously, you're great, but now we're talking legacy type stuff for Bivol. Yeah, yeah, I know. It makes total sense for, for Bivol. What, what, what does he have to lose? The biggest money fight out there for him is Canelo. Then he gets to... Go down to 68, and he loses. Okay, good. I went to your weight class. Like I'm still 175 pound uh, world champion. Um, yeah, it, it makes total sense for for Bivol to take the fight. It makes doesn't make a lot of sense for for Canelo unless he really truly believes that he can be Bivol and he's gonna he's gonna get revenge because then it becomes a legacy fight for him because he's 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 getting revenge on one of his losses and his most recent loss. So yeah, I mean. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be pessimistic CA and say I, I don't see it happen. Do you see? Do you think Canelo has a better shot at beating Bivol at 168? Um, pro- yeah, probably better shot than he does at 75. Yes, but okay, I don't if, uh, I don't I still don't think he has a good shot at beating him. Second question: If Canelo beats Bivol at 168, does that make up for the loss? Because even if it's not at 175. Yes and no, right? There's going to be the asterisk. Yes. Because then Bivol is going to say, well, okay, now it's got a third match. Well, <laughs> Bivol can't it, say anything <laughs> after because he's the one who called for 168. But, yeah. like, Canelo beating Bivol and avenging the loss, great. But there's going to be that asterisk, small fit, uh, font, the small print is going to say fight was contested at 168. First fight was at 168. Personally, I'm going to say, cool. It doesn't matter. We, you know, it, it, This is your weight class. You went up to fight the guy you lost. He came down to fight you. You beat him. I mean, for his, uh, he shouldn't have went up in the first place. There was no reason for him to do that, and he did it, and it was a mistake. They, they thought that that was a, a, a no-lose situation. They were totally wrong, the Canelo team. Yeah. Move up to 75, keep your 68-pound titles. You beat this young, hungry champion that people are, are saying you know is, is very good, but he's not that good. And then he loses, and loses all his momentum, all his steam. He goes from pound for pound number one to now guys don't even have him in the top five, be- basically because of the Bivol fight, which was supposed to be a, a, a no-lose situation. Love it. Something new. Um, but the only thing that sucks is we're not going to see Bivol fight um, until September. So he's just not going to fight. He's just going to wait and see what happens with Canelo, which sucks because like, he's gotten to the point And he's going to get his weight down. <laughs> That's <laughs> he's true. Gonna, he's going to work on getting his weight down. But it's got to the point where it's like, all right, this guy has been fighting in like relative uh, amenity for a while. Wow, I nailed that word. And uh, thanks, Brownie. And um, now he's back and like he's. I want to see him fight because I think he's one of the, yeah. the most exciting guys. And now we're not going to see him fight. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, did you see this? Simon Jordan, I don't know, this guy's like a talking head over in the UK, uh, has revealed that he's heard rumors of a mega three-fight Saudi deal. Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. And Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder in December on the same card. <laughs> and then the winners meet. Usyk and Dubois and Fury Andy Ruiz supposedly happened this summer before that. That is just like pornography that's for a, fight fans. That's an awesome, awesome calendar. I was going to say, no way does that happen. They'd be too expensive. Then I'm like, oh, Saudi money. So, yeah. But I actually, like, these things never happen, obviously. It's like, in a no, perfect yeah. world, we're always too many, like... Too many working parts. In the perfect world, we're always like, just put them on the same card and, and make it like this, stack the card. Like, that never happens because promoters are like, why would we stack a card when we can spread this out over six cards because we have obligations to to networks? But I just, mm-hmm. I, just I honestly want to see this happen just once to see how fans react. Uh, the broken down boxing fans, and I don't blame them, like... You can't have anything negative to say about a card like this. Try to find something bad about it. And just see how fans will react to something like over the top and awesome like this. I don't think it's going to happen, obviously. Give it like 1%, not even. But imagine it did go off, like the event. And like what would that would do for the sport? be unprecedented. We're, go- we're, we're going if they pull it off. <laughs> Getting on that flight. We're going. Wow. We're, def- we're, we're, we're going to have to get a John Boy uh, private plane. The jet? The jumbo jet? The jam jet? The jam jet. John Boy jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put, start putting in requests now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know much more about this story. Literally just tweeted an hour ago. Came from Michael Benson. The I don't know if that guy's even a real person. Michael Benson. He's like an aggregator on Twitter. Um, we'll see. There's a heavyweight division. I mean, what the hell's going on? We talk about it every week on the show. It's like we don't. Joshua says he's coming back in December. There's tons of rumors swirling around him. Don't want to get into them allegedly. Some rumors, go ahead and just type in Anthony Joshua rumors on Twitter, and you can f- find out for yourself. Um, Fury, we don't know what the hell he's doing. Usyk is supposed to be fighting Dubois. Um, Wilder, no idea. Francis Ngannou out there, heavyweight division. Don't feel like talking about it much more than that tweet I just saw. Uh, this past weekend, you were in San Antonio, Chris. Bam Rodriguez, let's get on this quick. Um, I thought he looked okay. Like He was fighting a guy that was running away in Christian Gonzalez. Really tough style to look good at good in but the thing with bam is when your two biggest wins were stoppages you're looked at as a knockout stoppage guy like the bar is set so high for bam now every time he doesn't get a stoppage it's like oh he was he's okay he's ordinary when he's not because he landed 43 percent of his power with a broken jaw and held gonzalez to just 14 percent what'd you think of bam uh his performance on saturday I mean, we we talked about it on the show. I told you he was going to go to the distance. He's not Good he's call. not the puncher that people are are trying to make him out to be because of those big those big knockout wins. You know, he he is a volume puncher. He throws combinations. He he cuts angles. I mean, he's he's an aggressive guy. He's very he comes forward a lot. Uh, but you know, as we saw that night, he he gets hit too. So th- that kid was super awkward. He was tall. He was long. He had a tough style, like you said, to look good against. And he was cracking. Uh, Jesse at times, he and was. obviously 
you don't break your jaw by accident and you get you got hit with a punch um and there's no such thing as a lucky punch because the guy's trying to hit you and he hits you and you get hurt you get hurt so you know it, it is what it is but uh yeah i i i i think his performance was was solid it was good he, he was winning a, a world uh, a world title in a new weight class and moving down even at his age you know he's 23 we said the youth would would help him with that but still i mean he's not a he's not a kid kid but uh yeah, I, I, I was fine with the performance. I don't think, you know, I, I think he gets hit a little too much. But again, the guy he fought was super awkward. He did get tagged a bunch early, and yeah. but he did walk clean through too. them. Yeah, clean. He did walk through them. Um, was in control the entire fight. But like I said, the, your biggest wins are stoppages. Don't get that stoppage. You looked at in a different Dude, light, unfortunately. You fight these young guys who are really motivated and hungry, which is what I said about yeah, Gonzalez. This is a world title young, fight. Hungry kid. Never been there. World first time world title fight. They're bringing their absolute all. Yes. People at home don't understand how hard it is to knock people out. It's not like oh I hit them and they go no. These they don't want to get knocked out either. So that's it's not it's it's not that easy, especially with these young hungry guys. All right. Um. Well, last question with Bam is Sonny Edwards is now signed with Matchroom. That's the fight. What we've seen from Bam is last two performances, even though they've been great. Um. Sonny Edwards versus Bam Rodriguez. How does that play out? Well, it's going to be some time because his jaw has to heal. I heard he broke it in two places, and I hear nice. they're going to make um, a fight in between, trying to make the Martinez and um, Edwards. Sonny Edwards fight Ooh, prior. That's a shootout. With, that's a shootout. I mean, I, I I love watching Martinez. He's he's he fights like a psychopath, and I would like to see him. <laughs> he is Jesse, a psychopath. Him, what's that? That guy's crazy. His Twitter yeah. is amazing. No, he's he's amazing. I've I've, I've been around him at fights. He's, he's something else. Character. But, uh yeah, so that's that's a that's a good fight there, the Sonny Edwards and, and Martinez fight, and then the winner of that should get should get Bam. But with Sonny Edwards, on paper, I was like, oh, Bam all day, and you know I'm super high on Bam. I'm very bullish on Bam. Mm-hmm. But there are things that Sonny Edwards does really really well that can surely give Bam trouble, especially if Bam fights somewhat of an undisciplined fight, kind of like he did the other night. If if he if he locks in and and, and really dials into what we've seen in the past. I got Bam, but if if he's off at all, yeah. and and Sonny and Sonny comes in with a good game plan, I, I can see Sonny upsetting him. Yeah, that, that fight's getting closer. Like last year, before yeah. the his last fight, Israel Gonzalez fight after Bam beat Rungvisai, stock was so high. I was like, man, no one's touching this kid at one eighteen, whatever one fifteen or one twelve. Now, you know, I wouldn't. I'm kind of going against what I just said before. Like, kind of like let's give him credit for his performance. But it's starting to – the window's getting closer between Edwards and, and Bam. But I love that fight. Build it up a little bit more. Uh, it could be a huge fight, you know, sometime next – early next year. Uh, Shakur Stevenson, geez, good grief. <laughs> this kid is so friggin' good, man. We're watching a young fighter turn into a man before our eyes. He is on a rocket ship to the top. Landed 50% of his total punches, Chris. His opponent landed 11. Gets the stoppage. Everything you wanted to see from Shakur, every box was checked. Um, then he calls out Haney afterwards, which I love as well. What a performance uh, from Shakur. We're super high on Shakur in this show. You, you're the numbers man, so you love his plus minus. Me, I just, I just, I understand fighting. I don't understand boxing. And if a guy is that good at defense and not getting hit and that aware and, and in control of such high level fighters at a young age, the Sky is the absolute limit. I keep saying it over again. This is the Floyd Mayweather of this current era. Yes. He is going to be a multi-division, undefeated world champion. He is going to beat everybody out there. He, the kid is that good. He has the, he has the goods. And for him to now, every step up he does better. 
I, I always I always tell this 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 story about Bob Arum after he fought um, Nakatila. So Bob grabs me afterwards. He goes, "All right, Chris, what what do you think?" And I go, "What are you talking about, Bob?" He said, what, "What do you think about Shakur? How, how do you think he did?" I'm like, "I think he could have done more, but I think he had a very dangerous guy in front of him. The guy had a really yeah. good right hand, and he saw that early, and he just was more cautious." And then he goes, "Well, what do you think we do with him next?" I go, "Bob, I think he's going to do this to everybody, no matter how good they are. So put him in with the best guys possible." Because if he beats a, a mediocre guy and dominates them, nobody's going to give him any attention. But he does this to Oscar Valdez, everyone's going to pay attention. Right. That's exactly what happened. Exactly. You put him in there with any of these top guys, he's going to do the same thing. But now we start to stop guys. Stop Jamel Herring, who's a great defensive fighter as well. He stopped uh, Yoshino, who I called his last fight against Ito. The kid is super tough, big for the weight class, strong, durable. I mean, come on. What more, like you said, what more could you ask for? He checked every box and some. Yeah, so he's now number one in plus minus. I mean, he is, and he has a large lead. He overtook Benavidez, Lomachenko, and Bivol, plus 20.3 uh, in the plus minus. When you get into the 20s, that's like Floyd Mayweather territory. Floyd Mayweather yep. retired with the highest plus minus of all time. It was 24.7, um, <laughs> which is insane. And for those at home that don't know plus minus, it's which your connect percentage subtracted from your opponent's connect percentage, which is the name of the game in boxing, hit and don't get hit. It's one of the better ways to rate a fighter. Um, and Stevenson's at plus 20.3. Love him calling out Haney afterwards. I've heard some rumblings about Haney potentially staying at 135 for a little bit longer. Um, who knows if they'll go right into a Shakur Haney fight. Uh, we talked about this last week. Maybe like a, a Lomachenko even coming off of a loss. Uh, Cambosos is out there. Uh, there was someone else. I put someone. I put it on Twitter. Um, I mean, there really isn't a lot of options at 135. Like the bigger names. Because Isaac of, Cruz is a is I think is actually a good good fight. Yeah, but the whole political, you know, Isaac yeah. Cruz is with whatever is with uh, top rank. Oh, Jermaine Ortiz. Oh yeah, yeah. Good fight. We, we we keep forgetting about that kid. He's he's good. We gotta we gotta keep him in the in the mix with these guys. I want to see him with someone else at a top level. Like he could have just had a great night against an off Lomachenko, but I don't think so. I think he actually is good, and I want to see him against one of these other guys. Him and Isaac Cruz. Isaac Cruz would be a that would be good, awesome. Oh, yeah, in a perfect world. That's a perfect fight. In a perfect, in a perfect world. world we, yeah, that, yeah, we that's get a fight that. that makes a lot of sense from from the landscape. Yeah, we get that. But maybe Jermaine Ortiz, who did fight on top rank, who gave Lomachenko fits. I thought it was almost a draw. I thought I had Lomachenko barely winning that fight. Um, he might have to wait a little bit longer. We have to see what happens with Haney. If Haney um, beats Lomachenko and then relinquishes the belts, uh, Shakur is in line for a number of them. I don't keep too much. I don't pay too much attention to who's ranked where and what in what organization. But I know Shakur is at the top. Um, I'd be surprised if Haney stuck around 135 for anything other than a rematch at Lomachenko. Uh, yeah, the biggest money fights. He goes 140. Yeah. There's a lot of out there too, and this is his last fight with top rank Haney. Uh, um, he, he wins the, if he beats Lomachenko. Why would he stay at 35? Fight Shakur. It's not that big. It's not as big of. He just beat Lomachenko. You're you're undisputed for real, for real. You're gonna go up to another weight class, still undefeated. What, what's the? Uh, that that would be just you know because. Uh, he wanted to show his balls. Well, maybe <laughs> fight Tank because it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because Haney uh, signed a three fight deal with Top Rank and ESPN. The, the third fight is the Lomachenko fight. He could sign with anyone. He could say, "Hey, I want the winner of Ryan versus Tank." Uh, especially if Tank wins at one thirty five. Uh, that's a huge fight. Haney versus Tank. Huge fight. Oh my god. Huge fight. That's like probably bigger than no, or, a for lot all of these, the marbles. Yeah, that's a huge huge fight. But that's looking way down the line. But it's exciting. Uh, 135, 140 is there the heart the heartbeat of 
the boxing uh, right now, especially with nothing happening at 147 and nothing happening at heavyweight. Uh, Sebastian Fundora, wow. <laughs> that was the story of the weekend. A massive right hand from Brian Mendoza takes out Fundora, and Fundora has always been vulnerable. He's been good TV, defense a little lackluster at times. Still didn't see this coming. Well, I think you asked me, does Mendoza have a chance? And I said, he can punch, and Fandora does get hit. It was actually it was a left hook first that that started. Sorry, yeah. It was a it was a sneak. It was a it was a like a fake jab left hook over the top because he's yeah. a southpaw. So Fandora, a lot of times they don't see they don't see the left hook because it goes outside their vision. But um, yeah. I, listen, I, I saw video of Fandora walking to the ring. I posted it on my story walking to the arena. First of all, carrying his, all his own bags and his kit, which is very strange. I had so many fighters back. Why is he carrying his own kit? Why legs is he carrying his like, own bag? Legs look like twigs. And he looked weak. He looked weak and he looked tired. And uh, that's not a good sign. You should feel like Superman walking to the, the arena, especially when you're on camera. You know you're on camera when you're coming into the arena. Right. So you, if you're looking sluggish and, and lackadaisical, then what kind of what kind of message are you, are you trying to put out there? So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of it was the weight. I don't know why you would have a six foot six guy struggling down to get make one fifty four, um, and then just his style. He just he's in there and he likes to fight on the inside, but he's got an eighty one inch reach. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I'm I, I, I'm surprised because I thought he was really really good, and he is really good. But I, I'm now that I'm looking hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm not as surprised looking back on all those details. Yeah, Mendoza uh, just two fights ago lost a pretty wide decision. Um... Who do you, he lost to um, Jesus Ramos. So yes, who who is a good prospect? <laughs> you know, it's not like a. Well, I have that's because I have Ramos ranked fifth in my rankings. Do you really? Is that, uh, that high? I, I don't. I okay. Let's get into that now. One top yeah, five at one fifty four. Really hard to do. I think. I mean, everyone has Charlo number one. I think we'll start one and go up to the opposite. Mm-hmm. We usually do. Everyone has Charlo number one by far. Clearly, he's the guy. He has all the belts. Two, I think, is Tim Zhu, and he's solidified yep. there. Three through five is when things get hairy. Brian Castaño, I believe, belonged yes. to number three because he gave Same. he he, he I arguably beat Charlo in the first fight and was hanging with him until he got stopped. Four and five gets even more hairy. Liam Smith, I have four. Jesus Ramos, I have fifth, but you can easily put Charles Conwell in there. You can easily put Madrimov in there. You can easily put F- Sebastian Fundor in there. Because he still has a win over Lubin, and he still has some good wins, Fandora. But you shouldn't get popped right out of the top five, but he's popped out of my top five. So I got Ramos five, Liam Smith four, Brian Castaño three, Zoo two, Charlo one. Well, I uh, I agree with a lot of that. I got Charlo, Zoo, Castaño. Uh, number four, I have Liam Smith. And number five, I have uh, Madrimov, who just came back yeah. this weekend. He's good. And little caveat about Majumov's fight this week. He fought a guy who was much bigger than him. They were fighting at 160. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people at home know that. Mm. Um, and he, he he put a bludgeoning on that poor man. But I think the size was why the guy was able to survive. I think there's going to be a lot of knock on him like that you know he didn't drop the guy, he didn't stop him. But, I mean, the guy put on a heroic effort. He was a talented guy. He's a southpaw. He's a much bigger guy. So there was a lot of caveats to, to that win that, that make it look better than it was and he looked phenomenal i mean the, the things he was doing in the ring were beautiful i don't know if you saw the fight but uh Majorov is very very talented and he's been coming off a long layoff too so uh, putting that all together I, I actually have him rated pretty high i have him number five liam smith listen as as, as for as long as he has left yeah the guy's good <laughs> the guy could really fight 
and I see him at the top of any of those guys. And honestly, this this division, other than Charlo, is is up for grabs. That's why and I like everyone, this division. It's always everyone been like below this. there. Tim Zhu, two fights ago, we wouldn't even we wouldn't really be talking about him yeah. like that. You know, um, the Tony Harrison fight was huge, gigantic for his career. Brian Castaño, he's I think he's awesome. I love watching him fight. Um, he has such great performances in the past, but he's got to get out there and get a win under his belt to be really considered. And then, uh, and then Ramos, like you said, he just he just beat Joey Spencer, and that's like that's that to me is like a prospect prospect fight. So I, essentially, yeah, I would put him as a contender now, but yeah, he, I don't I, know if I could have him. In. Maybe I, I think he's excellent. High. Yeah, I think yeah, I just need to, I need to see more of him. Uh, you know, when your when your best win is 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 you know coming off a. Of, Joey Spencer. It's another prospect. So I just think he's so. I think he could beat a lot of these guys in the top five with his skill set. I agree. And his youth. I agree. Just got to see more because I said the same more. thing about Fundora. I yeah. think Fundora could have beat these guys, these guys too. And then he he steps up and fights, um, you know, someone who's not as good as Erickson Lubin. I don't think and Mendoza gets iced. Yeah. Yeah, Mendoza. It's, so this division has always been like this. This division has yeah. always been excited. It's like that tweener division, but it's like a stop before 160. It's a stop. Uh, guys from 147 move up. Um, a lot the belts have changed hands so many times until Charlo took them over. Um, fun. I, it's nice to have a top five where you don't exactly know where to put guys and who who belongs in it. When a lot of these divisions, you're struggling to find five guys at all. So that's what 154. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's preview our big fight this weekend. Heavyweights, Chris. I've been having this fight circled for a long time. I'm so excited for this fight. We got two monsters, six foot six, 270 pound plus, two Olympians, two guys who had late starts to their careers, two great athletes. I don't see this fight going the distance. Power from both guys. Joe Joyce is an absolute freak. Uh, Zilhai Zhang is always in fun fights. Southpaw with a lot of power. This fight is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's not for a world title. It's not like the biggest fight in the world. But this is like a hardcore boxing fan's delight. Like this is just two huge guys going at it in the center of the ring. Dan, what do you have right in front of your computer right there? Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Boom. That's that's this fight. Neither one of these guys can move. They're going to meet in the center of the ring. They're 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 six foot six. They're two seventy plus. They're giant guys. They're not gonna. They're not gonna dance around each other. If you like action and you like punches and bunches, this is this is your fight. I think, you know, with Joyce, we know him. He's he's a combination puncher. He throws tons of punches for for a heavyweight, which is amazing because he's so big. He's got an incredible chin. He takes shots like no one else in the world. And and Zhang, I mean, he is a he's a true power puncher. The guy really throws heat with both hands. He's got a he's got a killer straight left hand. He throws his body really really well. He's got a good left hand train, right, uh, left hand to the chin. His right hook, his check hook, is probably his best punch, and he throws that really nice when guys are throwing their right hands. So I think both of these guys are going to be clubbing each other from the opening bell, and really, it's just who can take it longer. I got to find the volume. I'm, I'm definitely is is a is Joe Joyce, but I think one punch power is probably leaning more towards Zhang. Um, Zhang does get a little gassed and tired at times. But we saw in that fight with uh, Hergovic, like he was able to dig back deep over and over and over again. You know, he was in phenomenal condition for that fight. He's going to need that 
for sure against Joyce. Uh, the, I'm trying to find the over under on this fight. It's got to be like six, 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 six yeah. and a half, seven. Um, where is it? I'll find it in a second. But um, listen to these numbers from Joe Joyce, the juggernaut. They're absolutely absurd. 80 punches thrown around. The second right. closest is 54. <laughs> 23 punches landed around, number one. Nine jabs landed per round. Throws the most jabs per round of any heavyweight. Also gets hit the most of any heavyweight. 41.1% opponent connect percentage. We talked about Shakur Stevenson having the best plus minus at plus 20.3. Joe Joyce has a negative plus minus. He's negative one and a half. <laughs> he eats more punches and he lands. He stand. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm gonna wait it. I'm gonna wait this out. You're gonna blow your load, and I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna just hammer you. Yeah. Out of context, John Boy clips right there. That line right there. Joe Joy, I love the guy, the juggernaut. He. I read something in our preview here for uh, Lee Groves put together. Where is it? Um, according to a story told by Carl Frampton. Uh, by people close to Joyce, a bone scan supposedly revealed that his bone density is five times that of a normal human, which, if true, could explain how he can absorb flush power shots without flinching. Uh, that could be true. <laughs> You're you know, debunking this? No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying in terms of his bone density, that could be true, but... I want to believe brain, it. Let me believe your that. Brain's, your brain's in there, and your brain hits bone, and that's what knocks you out. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not too high on the fact that it's his bone density that is... Uh, making him so impervious to it punches. makes sense though not really because it depends on like it's all about your brain's connective tissue and, and hydration because your don't brain use all your, your big head. words and your degrees all right i'm believing that joe I, joyce has the skull of a of like <laughs> thicker than I'm a piece sure, of plywood I'm sure he does That's listen it's gonna a help two by four. but I don't, I don't i don't know these are heavyweights these guys can really punch but listen he's a he's a super athlete with a big strong neck and you know obviously he's genetically got a good chin because that's a big part of it too so i'll, I'll lean more towards that because we actually do some testing down here with a lot of mma guys and we check uh, bone density and some of the guys with the heaviest hardest bone density that that i've seen literally objectively yeah. don't have the best chins so damn it i wanted to believe that i will i mean you, you can you can let me believe you that can. Just, i also yeah, heard can. um that chavez uh senior had like a skull that was two times like stronger than the average human that's why he was so did all that cocaine? No, that's why he did, was able to <laughs> take so much uh, punishment in there. I've heard Yoel Romero is like freakishly, yes. like a physiological freak. Like his, like they, 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 he broke his orbital and they had surgery on his eye. And the doctor said, like, I've never seen the tensile strength of the muscles of his orbit <laughs> to like like any other human. He's like, where'd you find this guy? To Dana White. He's a made in a lab. That's what I feel like. Joyce yeah. is Joyce. He is thirty seven, which kind of sucks. Um, doesn't look it though. He looks he looks great. He, I mean, he he's still spry and like he, he's even his his skin and whatnot. I mean, he, yeah. he doesn't look look the age. You know, he's, he's if he's thirty seven and athletic. Luis Ortiz says he's forty one. Yeah, Luis Ortiz is like forty nine though. Yeah, <laughs> he's, seriously, he's, he's a Cuban. He's a Cuban forty one. Yeah, just like Cuban baseball players, they they fudge their mm -hmm. age. Um, Joyce is a freak, man. I love watching a fight. Some people don't like it. I mean, what's not to like? He throws eighty punches around. He'll throw over a thousand punches. He only gets gone the distance once in his 15 pro fights uh, versus Bryant Jennings, but Bryant Jennings took a beating in those 12 rounds. 1100 Bryant Jennings is a beast too. So yeah, to go to distance with Joyce, damn. 1106 thrown punches in that fight for Joyce, uh, third most ever at heavyweight. Um, 
I know you've been high on him for a while. I wasn't. I was late to the game. It was it was the Joseph Parker win yes. for me that really that that I was, I was like, all right, I can take this guy serious because you know you're like, what's not to like? I'm like, I don't know his technique, the way he doesn't look yeah, like a boxer at all. It's, it's just it's just it's different. <laughs> yeah, but it, there's a lot different. of good technical heavyweights now, and for for me watching him fight, I'm like, ugh. But he's exciting and he throws a lot of punches. And like I said, if he beat Parker the way he did, I was like, my God, it's okay. This works. I get it. DraftKings has the over under at eight and a half. I would, oh. I would probably take the under. Actually, if, I don't know. Because I think if, it, if if it goes that far, I see Joyce stopping Zhang late. That's that's what I think is gonna. I think he's just gonna outwork him, yeah. and, and I think he's gonna be able to withstand the punches long enough. But if it's if it's before eight, I got Zhang. I think Zhang's the better puncher. Seeing Joyce stop would be crazy. I mean, Zhang only throws 34 punches around. This is a 34 punches around versus 80 punches around. Uh, surprisingly good defense for Zhang. He only gets hit with 23%. That's going to be interesting to see how much uh, Joyce can land on him. Uh, does have the power in the southpaw uh, stance. It's a tough one because both guys are like have good chins. Um, yeah. Eight and a half. I wouldn't. Yeah, eight and a half is tricky. I got to think about that a little more. Maybe I'm leaning over. Um, it's not, I'm not going to put any bets in this fight because I really just want to watch it and just just sit there enjoy and, it. and enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy the mayhem. It's going to be mayhem. It's going to be chaos. It's on ESPN for, Plus uh, here in the States in the afternoon. What are you saying? From a stylistic standpoint, just something to look out for. They always say the punch you don't see is the one that hurts you the most. Zhang's check right hook is very tricky, very sneaky, and he likes to throw punches with his opponent. So as Joyce is going to throw that right hand, and he throws a ton of them, Zhang is going to whip that right mm. hook and potentially if there's a way for for that granite chin to get cracked it I, it's going to be from the right hook of, of Zhang because he's got a very good when he did to Hergovich quite a bit Hergovich took it but he got hit with that thing over and over again Zhang throws that thing as much as possible and he and he's he, once he gets on it on that rhythm and he gets that head offline boom and he hits you with that shot when you don't see it man it's a whole different thing it's an awesome fight. Hope everybody tunes in on regular, uh, not regular, but it's on ESPN Plus uh, sometime in the 5 or 6 p.m. Eastern uh, time frame. That's it, Chris. Good show. Uh, covered a lot of ground. Hope everyone enjoys the fights this weekend. Do you have any final parting words? Uh, da, 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 da. No, no. Oh, one more thing about this, Zhang. I, I love this. Me and you would love this fight. I talked to the people at ProBox, and they're like, I don't, wanna, I don't care about this fight. Like, what no, do you mean? this is fun. One thing to think about, too, is just the longevity of their careers. Both were Olympians, so mm -hmm. both had a big amateur background. But Zhang was in the Olympics in 2008. Yeah. And Joyce is in 2016. Wow. So that's crazy. It's, 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 it's two games in between. I mean, that's that's a big difference. So Zhang, even though they're the, they're the same age, roughly, Zhang's got a much longer boxing He's got more career. mileage on, on the odometer. Yeah. And that could potentially play play a role. Remember, folks, protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up. Stay out of those DMs. Goodbye.